Welcome to the Bad Podcast. The podcast about three Asian dudes from the Bay. Who only want one thing. Real, Real talk. talk. How's it hanging, everyone? This is Daniel, and welcome back to the Bad Podcast. Today marks the second of three new episodes led by me, and throughout them, we're going to explore the theme of checking in with yourself. Today's episode is all about the baddest bodies in all the land. <laughs> our own. <laughs> We're going to be talking all about how we, uh, sense. <laughs> how we treat our bodies, our attitude towards our bodies, and what it's been like to live in them for the last 30 years. It's like I talk about our bodies as we were like drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my body's a temple. I just like to decorate. <laughs> my body's a playground. Uh, all right, question of the day. How would you guys describe your body type as objectively as you can? Objectively? Pre-COVID? or like during covid i want to say just like presently not not like you're not your like not your present figure but like just like your body type overall yeah overall like i'll say i'm pretty chubby no no way i wouldn't think you're chubby absolutely not actually yeah i wouldn't say you're chubby either yeah i would say i'm pretty chubby I would not. The but. BMI calculator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I hate BMI calculator. Because according to that, I've been obese for like my entire life. <laughs> if I had to describe my own, I think the nice word for it is athletic. Uh, in the sense that like my shoulders are super broad compared to like my waist. And so like buying a suit is impossible. I, I hate, because like if I, or shirts in general. Because if I buy a shirt that fits like my like chest and shoulders, it, it's like a dress like around my stomach. Yeah. But then if I buy something that fits like like more of my mid region, it's like, it's, just, it's all uptight, you yeah. know? And so it's, uh, it's been, yeah, it kind of sucks in terms of like trying to buy clothes or like yeah. certain, certain, trying to fit certain styles. But yeah, I guess athletic is the sort of, yeah, like that upside down triangle kind of thing. Yeah, but like not in a fit way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like I'm like super jacked and because of that way, right. it's just like my body's just naturally that way. <laughs> so that's even worse. Uh, for me, it's pretty easy. Like I feel like the most common uh, descriptor of people you have used for my body since childhood kind yeah. of thing has always been scrawny. Mm. And so that's kind of what I identify with. I, you know what's really funny? So, I, so both of you guys, I would not say the same. Uh, you're, you're, you're definitely obviously on the, the thinner side, but I wouldn't say you're scrawny. Because when I think of scrawny, I think of some like other people we know mm. who are like literally like you put your hand around like their bicep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, w- I would definitely uh, like say you're like slim. I, one thing I've noticed about you, Yim, is that I feel like and again, don't, don't hate me for this, but I feel like your body's like the same size from like shoulders. It's the top of legs. <laughs> it's, not, it's not small, but it's just like, it's very singular. Yeah. And I think it, that, that's great for clothes though. I've noticed that like you can pull off most of oh, yeah. yeah. Because of that, you know what I mean? So yeah. like there isn't like, where you're wearing something like that looks weird. It, like it all just kind of drapes straight down. Yeah. The only time it, it's hard is when I'm buying suits, mm-hmm. like the jacket. Because you know how you have to button like pretty much like around your like belly area yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. My belly kind of goes in. So there's like, like when I get things tailored, they have to kind of make it like extra tight around oh, yeah. there in order for it to like look oh, all right. So yeah. it looks a little funny, but yeah. yeah. And then Doug, I, I definitely wouldn't call you Javi. I, I would also categorize you in the sort of like athletic build. Like you've always been uh, one of the people that I feel like, because you, you were always one of the people that went to the gym and like actually lifted, lifted. You and, play, and played sports too. <laughs> but no, but still. You played like, rugby and everything. And you played rugby and stuff yeah. like that too. So I feel yeah. like your physique ever since then has always just been more on like the muscular side and dragon for sure like thick (laughs) thick two c's thick yeah all right so let's go a little further in terms of the personal guys do you have any insecurities about your bodies (laughs) what are they oh boy and how long have you had those insecurities for (laughs) (laughs) i mean i would say i guess based off what i just said earlier i mean yeah i mean not gonna lie I i always viewed myself as like pretty chubby and then even when I look back on like, you know, even my high school pictures, mm-hmm. you know, where I was like, where I didn't weigh as much as I do now. Right. And I was always like, damn, I was like skinny back then. Yeah. Or like skinnier. Right, right. Um, but I mean, I would say like, yeah, I do have a lot of insecurities about my body. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess I've had it like ever since I was like pretty young. Right. Yeah. So actually, Doug, I kind of want to ask a, like a follow up question there. And you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. But like. Um, I, I hear like that, you know, oh, I've always kind of thought I was chubby part, um, of, of that insecurity, but is, was there anything like specific 
about your body that you were insecure insecure about um, with regards to chubby like oh like i never like to show my gut or like i never like to like oh. take my shirt off of the pool kind of thing like kind of the, the more granular details of the yeah. insecurity itself i mean i would say when i was younger i used to like not really want to take my shirt off and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but as i got a little older i mean it, it kind of came with like my personality change i guess yeah where i kind of just gave less shits mm-hmm. about like everything i mean like don't get me wrong like i still like i still like struggle with it yeah um, from time to time but you know if we're at like palm springs or anything, something like that you know i have like no problem just like taking off my shirt and stuff like that and yeah enjoying myself yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah i definitely had it when i was like a lot younger i mean i still have body insecurities um uh, i as far as, as i can remember i've always been like a fat kid not even chubby but like on the on like literally the fat like there was um it's funny because I remember in in like high school, I really wanted to get like bigger. So I would buy clothes that were like, well, I mean, that was also the style. I felt like I was buying <laughs> clothes that were like a size bigger, right? Yeah. Just because like I want to buy an extra large big dog t-shirt, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But, and then there was a point I remember where I was like, oh my God, I actually fit these. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I bought a size up and then they started to look like tight. And I was like, damn. And it really hit, I think the lowest point for me in college after just like, playing beer pong every day and like eating pizza <laughs> jack in the box at two in the morning i finally hit a point i i weighed like a quarter of a ton i was weighed i weighed 250 yeah. plus and it was worth like a 38 waist uh-huh. and i was like damn like i really hit like a point where like i i need to do something about this and also like with that blood pressure cholesterol everything was like, terrible too yeah. uh it's been a long journey for sure um and i'm you know now down to like sub 200 and like 34 waist which is like i think way more like the normal range but i still feel like a fat kid mm-hmm. i think that's the that's the part that's hard for me like i'm really judgmental uh, of my own body and so to your other question about like other specific parts of your body i'd say the three biggest uh gut is probably the easiest one because um, like stomach, I'm always like, oh, does it look like I'm super chubby or whatever? Uh, two, interestingly enough, is always my chest. I feel like I have like man boobs, um, um, and so yeah. I would always be really embarrassed to take my shirt off because of that. I was like, do I look like I just have titties? Frankly, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and and I still kind of feel that way too. Mm-hmm. Which is like some people say I'm insane because like you're just you're just broad and you have like pecs, but I feel like I have man boobs. Uh, and then I'd say the last one would be my thighs. Um, I have thick thighs. I always have. I think also from like doing Taekwondo and stuff like that when I was in high school. This was like the one part of my body that was muscular. Mm-hmm. But it came to like, you know, when people were starting to buy like skinny jeans and that was like popular, I, just, I struggled buying anything like that because my legs just wouldn't fit. Like it was funny, like I could literally, I knew like doing like the neck, t- you know the neck yeah, test, yeah, like yeah. where you do the pants around your neck? I knew it would fit because it would like come out here, but then it literally wouldn't go past my thighs. Yeah. And so stuff like that. So those are probably the three biggest insecurity areas yeah. for me. And, and honestly, they still are. Uh, I still kind of struggle with it of just like, you know, I'll like do chest day extra hard to try and like not have like man boobs anymore. Right. Um, but it's, yeah, it's pretty tough. Oh, that's pretty interesting that your big signal is your clothes actually. Yeah. Like for the, for the most part, obviously there's more to that and like, you know, what people say and whatever else, but like that, but it's a lot of like, do I fit into this and then what does that look like? For sure. I mean, I think there's, even now, like I just assume I'm a large, yeah. um, and if I don't fit that, if it's too tight, I get like really sad. Hmm. Yeah. Like if I, if I put on a shirt and it's a large, but it, it's like super tight and I have to fit an XL. I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. like yeah. I, it literally like shoots my confidence down. Yeah. Uh, which is nuts. Cause I, I know just from like hearing from my wife, like that's like a daily struggle for women too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, especially like the jeans part, but anyway, that's just something that for yeah. me has been really I would tough. say though, like the reason why I use clothes as like an indicator, because like, you know, if you take like, you know, 365 days, or, you know, throughout a year, mm-hmm. like the one thing that is constant is going to be like your clothes right? right you're always wearing clothes yeah but then you don't because like, i remember when i like lost like i don't know how much i lost like a lot of weight mm-hmm. in a short amount of time during right. college during my like junior year of college mm-hmm. i didn't really see myself losing weight yeah but then when i look back i was like holy shit yeah like, i was like i wasn't skinny yeah. well well i mean i was skinnier yeah i think i went from like 230 to like 190 or 180 wow. yeah, or something yeah, like that within like span of like it was probably like really unhealthy oh wow but i think it was just like a combination of just being like not like a super broke yeah. college student but just like you know oh this was summer school and like there's like mm-hmm. no one else or, i'm not partying or anything like that. yeah yeah but yeah i think it's just like because the clothes is a constant mm-hmm. so you don't really realize until like s- something drastic happens with your clothes yeah I agree. yeah that's a good point um i guess that's not surprising to me because i know that you know other people kind of do the same thing it's it's in media as well um, but that's not as big of a signal for me just because my weight 
has always stayed like pretty constant. Mm. Um, for reference, I've you know I've pretty much always been like one twenty to one thirty pant size mm. has like pretty much been the same <laughs> from I want to say like maybe senior year high school to like now pretty wow. much. Damn. Damn. Um, and it, it's like you know don't like I definitely feel like you know more or less like blessed not to like have to deal with. Um, I don't mean this in an insulting way, but like. I get it. Like fat boy problems, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Where, where it's like, you know, problems in the knees or ankles or back where it's just like carrying too much weight and not like thinking critically about it and like building that muscle to support that weight kind of thing. So, right. so I've, I've, I've uh, always felt blessed in that regard. Right. But certainly like that really, really skinny build, um, you know, when, when, you know, we go to the gym or when we go to the beach or something like that, like I, I kind of look at myself once or twice and be like, man, you know, like I definitely need to get into the gym. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my biggest insecurities are, have always been uh, kind of like legs and arms, you know, like when we, like, like when we go to EDC, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you see these guys lifting girls up on their shoulders, like, can my legs do that? I'm pretty sure, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they can't, but it would be kind of cool if they did. Have you yeah. tried it? Uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I have. No, there you go. I mean, we didn't. Anyways, they're supported by three other people. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, and then arms. Are, I feel like I like the the really obvious one, right? Because that's the the one in media that oh, makes yeah. a manly yeah. man, right? When you got these big biceps and whatever else, yeah. and so for that, for no absolutely like no reason, do I like I don't know want to have big arms for myself or whatever? But I think that was really like a production of just like that, you know, in my mind uh, subconsciously. That's what manly men should have, kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. To to bring it to like a little bit of a lighter side, or in the positive direction, in the last couple of years, you could talk about during COVID, pre COVID, kind of up to you. Um, what is the best thing that you guys have started doing for your body? I think for me, it's consistency. So I think for a while, what I was doing was that my schedule was super unpredictable before COVID, right? And I think that what I ended up doing was like I would do like Barry's classes, and which is like you know a sixty minute hardcore like hit workout, or I would do. Um, like a cycling class or whatever, but I would do that, that like twice a week, which is already really expensive. But that, that was my workout for the week, right? I'd go super hard during that and then like not work out for the rest of the week or whatever, right? And so consistency is something that's always kind of missing from my like health and like fitness routine, uh, at least up until COVID uh, because of my work schedule. And I noticed that by doing that, you don't, you don't really like make any progress, right? Because it's like, oh, I'm working out twice, three times a week. It's a hardcore class, but then I'm also eating like fried chicken and eating beer on the weekend. Like it's not, I'm not helping myself. So I think with COVID, it was kind of the excuse to do more things more consistently, right? Um, so eating healthier, eating more regularly. Uh, and then also I'd say working out too. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have access to things like berries or, or um, a gym. So I just started working at home. And so that kind of limited what, what I could do. And you guys remember the beginning of COVID, like you couldn't find weights yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Like everything was sold out. Yeah. And I was in an apartment. So I was like, all right, what could I do with my own body weight? And that's kind of when I discovered calisthenics workouts where it's like all body weight. Like you just use your own body as uh, the way to, to sort of work out. And I've noticed that with that, I just feel a lot more like functional. Uh, to your point, actually, uh, like I was definitely getting a point where I was big. And whenever I did those kind of workouts, my, like my knees and the elbows and like back would hurt just because it's like you go from zero to 100, right? Whereas like I feel like with calisthenics workouts, like I'm literally just using my own body weight to what it is on me yeah. uh, and just doing less but doing it more consistently and I've, I've seen more results doing that than anything else so I know it's a really long way explanation but I'd say consistency was probably the best thing I've done for myself yeah I mean I would say for me at least I guess this kind of started in like when I was in college mm-hmm. so it's not exactly two years but it, it kind of adapted towards COVID mm-hmm. um, but it was it was really just honestly just keeping it real with myself like it was just like, oh, I want to work out in the morning, but I would never work, work out, wake up mm-hmm. early enough to go work mm-hmm. out in the morning. Yeah. Or it was like, I would, you know, I was like, oh, I'm a little tired. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go back to, you know, to my apartment and just rest for like an hour and then go to the gym. But then I would like never go out to the right. gym. Right, yeah, yeah, So a lot of it was just like changing my mindset. It was just like, um, if I'm really going to make it to the gym, I have to like, like for me, it was, for me at least, it was after work, mm-hmm. going straight to the gym. Because I know for a fact if I go home, <laughs> it's over. once I sit down, like, yeah, I'm never leaving. Yeah, yeah. So, and then even when it came down to COVID, right, obviously, like, I wasn't going to the gym anymore and stuff like that. But then it was like, what can I do? And that's when I kind of started picking up biking again, mm-hmm. which was like, you know, I mean, it was pretty safe doing it. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just more of like, what is the, you know, just adapting to like whatever circumstances I'm given and just like being able to like 
be real with myself and be like, all right, well, I'm not going to go to the gym for like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to the gym right now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But what is that? What is that small thing that I can do to just like get myself active? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I think mentality is huge, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, I feel like fitness is, I mean, probably people have different ideas on this, but I'd say like 50% mental game, right? Yeah. I mean, getting yourself there is like the hardest part. So yeah. once you're there, you're like, I'm here. So I'm going to work out, right? I'm going to do something to do. But I feel like getting there is like almost half the battle, right? Yeah. I would say though, like to the mentality part, there's times, you know, I kind of made myself like a deal. Mm -hmm. Because like not, I mean, there's days pre-COVID. Yeah. There's days where like, I'm just like not feeling it. Yeah. And then I'll get to the gym and then I'm like, I'm hella feeling it. Yeah. But then there's like times where like I'll get to the gym, you know, I'll start my workout and then I usually gave myself like, this is the minimum I can do. Right. Um, and it used to be like the five by five workout, but then again, like there was times where like, okay, I'm not, I'm honestly not feeling it. And I think it happened after I got injured mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that I switched it to like the minimum I'm going to do is like 30 minutes cardio. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I, th- I feel like that. I do the same thing. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like I'm like sprinting or running. It's like, right. I'll do the Stairmaster for 10 minutes. I'll do, I'll bike for 15 minutes and yeah. then I'll like run for five minutes. Yeah. You know, it's just. Something to Yeah, move. something. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like the bare minimum. Yeah. And, you know, after that, it's like, at least I feel in my head, like I accomplished going to the gym, yeah. even though I didn't like do much. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Actually, I'm a really big advocate for something that you mentioned earlier, which is kind of, um, kind of keeping it real with yourself yeah. in terms of, um, in terms of like, I guess doing what you set out to do. Right. I think that what I've noticed in my lifestyle, in terms, not just like body, but in terms of like a lot of other like skills or classes or anything that I, I kind of want to pick up. I've tried doing things in a way that was like cookie cutters. Like, okay, like you said, like I have to go to the gym in the morning because yeah. like it's going to anchor my day. Yeah. But when, when you, you kind of work those cookie cutter situations into your life and it doesn't work out, you're just, you're just kind of like setting yourself up to fail. So yeah. I feel like I've always been a big advocate for like doing things on your own terms yeah. and doing things in a way that like fits your needs mm-hmm. specifically because, um, yeah, anyways. No, I think no. That, yeah, that's absolutely right. I think that's the thing, right? I, I, what I like about... I think this with social media and everything else too, there's been this sort of emergence of like, do what works for you. Yeah. Right. If it's, if it's like martial arts, if it's a sport that you like to play, if it's basketball, if it's literally hitting the gym, like find what works for you. Cause at the end of the day, if you like doing it, mm-hmm. you'll more likely actually do it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Versus like, Oh, this is like the get six packs in, in like a six week program. Yeah. You're probably going to hate it. Right. Yeah. And you'll, the likelihood of you dropping off is much higher than it's like, Oh yeah, I'd love to like go play, pick up basketball, like, you know, three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I would say that's actually a huge because to kind of double down what you know you were saying it was like if you're not enjoying it, then there's no point in doing it. Like I would, you know, if I enjoyed it, then I would run, right? But right. then at the same time, it's like I really hate running, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's like I think it's the boringest thing ever, yeah. and it's like it's like not fun. Yeah. So I wouldn't. Do, I'm not going to do it. So, but you know, I really enjoy biking, so I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just being able to like test out different things. Yeah. You know, I I did like a lot of classes, you know, there's a few that I like, there's a few that I would rather never touch again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Looking at you, Bikram yoga. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just a lot of like, just figuring out what you like to do and, you know, as long as you're consistent with it and it fits your lifestyle. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like this is, might be taking it a little bit far because I know people that get like really carried away with this kind of thing, but peripherals make a big difference too, Mm -hmm. like, or paraphernalia, I guess, like, if you get like a really nice pair of shoes that you were like oh. all about and it's going to encourage you to like run more yeah. or like setting up a bomb playlist for your, for your cardio workout kind of thing. Like that can actually really go a long way. Oh, you go sure. from like hating your time on the treadmill yeah. to like, Oh, I've been meaning to like listen to the bad podcast for five hours <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, a couple yeah. days. <laughs> uh, you know? So I, f- I feel like those, those kind of peripherals and, and paraphernalia can really go a long way in terms of setting yourself up for success in an environment that you would thrive in. Right, not again like that cookie cutter that we've been talking about. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Yeah, because like I know, anytime I get like new shorts from Nike or like a dope tank top, it's like yeah, it's gonna be look sick. <laughs> yeah, it, like when I work out, but even though I'm working out in my backyard, <laughs> just, you know, just like kind of you're feeling yourself. Look good, feel good. Yeah, look good, feel good. Yeah, shout out Alex Tucson. But yeah, thank you guys for your for your honesty um, and for being upfront about your insecurities. I really appreciated all that info, um, and now. We're going to take it to the bad break. So today's bad break um, was actually found on Business Insider. And it says that San Francisco has 16 gyms and other wellness businesses per square mile, 
according to the 2020 Wellness Index released by MindBody, which is a wellness technology platform. Um, that's a higher density than any other U.S. city. Um, and it's indicative, perhaps, like we don't know exactly how all the data was collected. So um, this is really their um, conclusion. Um, but it says that it's indicative of millennials' priorities and how they're willing to shell out for like really pricey gyms um, and really boutique fitness classes. Yeah. Um, but not very interested in things like retail or clothing or makeup and stuff like that. Interesting. Who uh, had 16 wellness per square mile? That's a, wait, that's a mile. lot, right? I mean, well, first of all, San Francisco is only seven by seven, so I guess yeah, but it's a pretty tight city. But if I'm thinking of like the sunset, yeah, <laughs> Maybe so like is, is it like 30, five. like downtown, and like five <laughs> yeah. that evens out? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like <laughs> I want to know what the median is. Yeah, right. Um, damn, that's crazy. 16 fitness or wellness. Uh, boutiques every every square mile. I mean, I kind of see it. Like, I feel yeah. like if you go downtown, there's like a ton of gyms stacked on top of each other. Yeah, right. Um, and like, I actually already mentioned it in the beginning, but like, I, I went to like Barry's downtown, and there was also uh, a, a 24 down, like around the corner from a 24, yeah. which is around the corner from like a Rumble Gym Fitness, yeah, a class fitness. Yeah, damn. Have you have you taken any class? Have you did any of those classes? Like in I I've done. What is the biking one? Soul cycle. Soul cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that, and I've done I've done a few in like South, not South Bay, but like along the peninsula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one with some kickboxing one. That that mm. was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those okay. are the main ones. How about you, dude? Have you done any like those fitness type classes? So I've never done one that you have to pay for. Mm. But in my previous job, they had like a boot camp trainer come every Wednesday, uh-huh. and I enjoyed that environment where you know one guy would like come and like kind of motivate you to finish yeah. whatever circuit um that they had going on and i found actually that i i wouldn't i wouldn't go as far as thrive but i really <laughs> enjoy like the group environment yeah um and kind of yeah. seeing when people like speed up or slow down and, and then for some reason or another kind of gets my mind going in the right direction yeah I, I feel like more motivated to push a little bit farther I feel like there's something about group fitness where you're just yeah. like, yeah, right. You can't, I mean, like, like you're not really going to have like a bad day per se. Like, I mean, you may, I mean, I mean, I'm overgeneralizing, but like when everyone's into it, everyone's doing the same thing too. Yeah. Uh, it just feels like there's like a, a, a community atmosphere. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. communities would drive a lot of this stuff. You're all suffering together. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Misery loves company, right? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. From our bad break, <laughs> hope you guys got some water and uh, I don't, did a little posture check. So guys, one thing that I've noticed in the age of social media, and we've actually touched on this in a previous episode, but we didn't go into too much detail, is that it's super common for females to hype each other up no matter what their body figure, right? When girls post photos of themselves in any type of uh, social media platform, a majority of the comments are going to be other girls, stranger or friend or family, you know, telling them to, to slay with, you know, with these hard eyes emojis and, and Yaz queens all up in there, you know. <laughs> but I noticed that men don't really do that for each other. Or do, is there something that men do for each other that, that I don't know about it? Maybe I don't have the body. That's why I'm not receiving as well. <laughs> yeah, how, I mean, are you posting, are you posting shirtless selfies on your Instagram? Or? Uh, not of myself. No. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Um, no, I agree. I definitely don't think that there's the same level of like, first of all, I've never wrote Yas Queen as a comment. <laughs> uh, in general, I don't think. Uh, not because I don't like to say it, it doesn't sound right coming from me uh, but like, on my friends on Instagram I think I'm trying to get in the habit of I think complimenting my guy friends more and if, if anything like especially with social media I'd be like looking good bro like something like that where it's just like it's kind of like the in-between mm-hmm. um, I don't know what it is I, I, I don't know if it's like an inherent sort of like oh guys don't do that or maybe even socially conditioned to not you know give each other compliments like, I don't know what it is but I definitely find myself not doing that hmm. I would say I, I feel like on one end, it kind of goes back to like that whole manly man thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by like... Toxic masculinity. Yeah. And by like complimenting another guy in that manner can be seen as like gay. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so that's why I feel like a lot of men won't do it. Um, but at the same time, I would say that like, I think they, they do because like I know, <laughs> I can't remember. It was one of your last posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I kind of made fun of you. 
I'm pretty sure it was mine. Yeah. Yeah, you said my arms were pasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, it's like, you know, I don't really, I don't really do that with, like, a lot of people. So I was, at least for me, I guess it is, like, a mode or a version of me of endearment, mm-hmm. but not in that direct way. Yeah. And, and it's, it's hard because I, I kind of struggle with that both sides. Uh, or, like, both sides of the argument where it's, like, maybe we should start normalizing that. But at the same time, it's, like, but not that it's, like, more fun, but, like, with, like, close friends, you can have that type of relationship. Yeah, like, you can just kind of troll them. Yeah, yeah. like, I, you know, I wouldn't go up to, like, a random person on my feet and be, like, yo, your arms are pasty. Yeah, <laughs> and I know? think it's, it's, like, that comfort level of friends, right? Like, yeah. I know for a fact that when you write, when you wrote that on my wall, I laughed, literally, mm-hmm. because I, I knew, like, I literally heard it in your voice and it made me laugh. <laughs> And even if it were you were like you ugly, like it would just be funny, right? Yeah. But it's never like, wow, you 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 really got fat or something. You would never say something like yeah, that. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like it also is like what you're saying and the delivery of it and how close you are with that person. I think also like dictates all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, That's funny. And, and to your earlier point too, I think I definitely agree that there's definitely some toxic masculinity behind the idea of like, oh, if you compliment a guy, you're gay, which is bad, which is already that I we obviously wholeheartedly disagree with that yeah. sentiment. Um, I think that's what the societal kind of conditioning has been around, yeah. right? Of just like I feel like not only that, taking it a step further, there I don't know if I've built this up in my mind or if it's like you said, social conditioning, but there's like a certain amount of like men don't need compliments. Like oh, they, they yeah. already know like they look good or whatever mm-hmm. kind of thing. We already know our worth. <laughs> um but yeah, dude I like I made this question and I didn't really have an answer, but I it's funny because like like, my parents were always one to, like, you know, oh, like, you look handsome today, or, yeah. or like, you know, give me the compliments and stuff like that. Like, oh, like, that's a really nice outfit. So I feel like, and, and it made me feel good, like, those kind of compliments from my parents always made me feel good. So I know the value of, like, I guess being nice mm-hmm. and, like, being um, honest about how you feel about someone and, and like, telling them, um, you know, they look good or, 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 you know, you see improvement, or not improvement, but, like, you see a positive change in them um, can go a long way, even if it's just, like, a really small comment. But, like, I still don't know why, like, I don't do it a whole lot in terms of, like, the social media platform. Um, yeah, and I think the really interesting point that you brought up in terms of, like, hearing it from, like, family or whatnot, uh, I think it's interesting because I think growing up in an Asian household, too, specifically, and, I mean, I can't speak for other cultures, and maybe the same, but that's all I've known, because I grew up in LA yeah. Asian, but... <laughs> You know, like, I feel like growing up, like, aunties and, and uncles and people, you know, in the community would be like, oh, you're so handsome. But I, I would never, really, like, really believe it because it's like, I don't, and not that I don't care what they think, but I was always like, it's like, you're not the girl I have a crush on, so I can hear less what you think, right? Like, yeah, yeah, the girl thinks yeah. I'm, like, who I like to what think yeah. I'm cute. I don't care what you think, kind of, right? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's nice to hear, but I almost, like, didn't believe it because I almost feel like it's, like, a default for Asian aunties just to be like, oh, so handsome, like, yeah. and, you know, whatever. But, um... I will say just on the comment on the compliment piece of it. Anytime I have gotten a compliment uh, from like a stranger yeah. or from you know someone my age or whatever, I, I definitely remember. Yeah, like, yeah, it goes a long way. It goes a long, long way. Yeah. And I find that to be really common amongst guys in general. Like yeah. I feel like we don't get a lot of comments, yeah. like compliments. And so when you do, it like really sticks with you. Like small stuff. I was at Disneyland recently and I was just like looking at some display and some guy was like, yo, your ring is super dope. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I literally remember that for like the entire day. Yeah. It was like super small. Yeah. But just like, just something like that was like, oh, like, cool. Like someone recognized it or someone cared. Yeah. Bro, I feel the same way. I was at Gap many, many years ago. I was at yeah. Gap. I was trying on this Peacoat, $140. And maybe not that much, closer to $80, $80 something yeah. like that. Trying it on, looking at it in the mirror. And this girl and her, like, I would assume husband, like, walked by, um, considerably older than I was at the time. Yeah. She kind of like turned. She, she was like, Talking to him, wasn't yeah. talking to me. She was, she, she was like, "Oh, he looks really good in that coat." And I was like, "I'll take it." <laughs> I bought it on the spot, and I was like, "All right, I mean, I mean that's amazing." Yeah, but yeah. So those compliments go a long way. Yeah, I mean, all right. Do you think if do you think if we got more compliments on like a more regular basis, do you think they would be less memorable? Probably, because it's uh, from, and the reason I say that is that. And I don't know if it would ever be this level, but I just, I, I, I gotta imagine, I, I don't know, but you know, for anyone who's like a social media influencer who has like tens yeah. of thousands of comments on their, on their account, um, you probably don't even like look at it, right? Because you probably just like have gotten so much affirmation already at that point. Mm. Um, maybe, I, I don't know. If you're a social yeah. influencer listening to our podcast, let us know. Do you read all the comments? Do you get happy from every single one? Or is it just like kind of you're used to it? Maybe we'll, we should stop by and we'll have an interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, actually, okay. 
So, I mean, okay, so would you, would you want to get more compliments if it means that it would not feel, like, be less memorable in that sense? I feel like that's the destiny of anyone who kind of becomes popular at some point. They're like, people are going to be fake or they're going to want something or yeah. they're just going to want you to turn around so they can look at your butt kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, at some point it's going to become like, I don't, I don't know if toxic is the right word, but definitely not like genuine, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like anything, right? It's like once you have a lot of something, it becomes kind of like normal almost. Yeah. Like whether it's like compliments or uh, I just feel like, yeah, like the more you get then like, and especially if it's over like a prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Desensitize. Yeah, a little bit like you're desensitive to it, right? I mean, frankly, it's like, and I hate to use this as an example if we're talking about desensit- desensitizing, but like mass shootings in the United States, right? I, I, I don't want to draw yeah, that as an example. I know it's all sad. <laughs> I mean, you would I, think I that's like it, shocking news, but yeah. every time you hear the news now, it's literally like, oh, it's another one. Yeah. Right? And like, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Um, but like anything else, if it happens consistently and long enough, yeah. it almost feels like the norm. Yeah. Yeah. But well, that's a dark ass place to end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, too, but like, that's the only thing that came to the top of mind. No, I mean, like, I, I do get it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so one thing I'm going to try and turn our attention to negative body image. I mean, we've already talked about kind of our own personal insecurities. Um, but here in this second section, I wanted to get your thoughts on negative body image as kind of like, almost like an epidemic, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. negative body image, um, is so prolific, um, throughout our society right now. Right. Um, so I kind of wanted to get your thoughts specifically on like, is there an end game to negative body image, right? Is there ever like, uh, you know, once you work hard enough and you, you eat well enough and you live well enough, is there ever like a, aha, I've done it. This is it moment you know where where it's like i have the body i want now i'm not going to have a negative body image anymore you know i I don't i wish like i'm a typically pretty positive guy and i want to say that there's a light in the internal but i I don't see it if i'm being honest Mm -hmm. um i struggled with it when i was in high school i wanted to be bigger when i got to college i wanted to be skinnier and now that i'm older i want to be like more athletic and Mm -hmm. so like it just there's always been a struggle so until i hit that point i don't know right and so i've continue to struggle both mentally and I guess physically to get to the quote unquote ideal body type. Right. What's interesting is that like, I don't know if you ever watched the Zac Efron hot ones episode, but he talks about how he got in super like yeah. insane shape for Baywatch. Right. He had like an eight pack or whatever. And he actually realized after that movie, he never wants to be in that good of shape again. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. And I've never hmm. heard that before. Um, and I've never experienced that before. Right. I've definitely never hit a point where I'm like, Oh, I'm so restricted and, you know, I can't have to watch my water content that, you know, to keep my six pack abs. I've never gotten to that point, but I've never even got to the point where I had four, four packs. So, you know, what I, mean? <laughs> I, I just, for me, I don't know when I'll give up or not give up where, where I'll be satisfied. Yeah. I feel like in my head, it's either going to be, I give up and don't care or I'll never be satisfied. And I know that sounds super sad, but because I, I know mentally where I want to be mentally, I want to be in a place where if I'm healthy internally, like my cholesterol is down, I have good blood pressure. Um, you know, like everything on the inside is functioning well mm-hmm. and my heart is super healthy. Mm-hmm. That's what's important yeah. at the end of the day, right? Aesthetics wise, like take all that aside internally, if everything's good, then I'll live for longer, be able to see my kids grow up, do all of that. Like that's what I should care about. But if I'm being honest, I mean, there's definitely that aesthetic piece to it, whether it's because of social media, mm-hmm. because of traditional media, you know, you just see guys on, you know, that are movie actors, whoever, who are, you know, 40, 50 or still like super ripped, but it's also like, that's their full-time job, right? Yeah. But it's hard to decouple that. Yeah. At least for me. So I have kind of like a, kind of like a response to that. And I'm going to open just by answering the question, right? I think in my personal opinion, I don't think that negative body image is ever going to disappear from society, right? I think it's super ingrained um, in human society for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, like social media, social conditioning, stuff like that. And what... Um, my response is to kind of like what you mentioned is like, I think that in order to have like a healthy lifestyle and a healthy diet and to like, you know, work out all the time is such an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Like it takes so much work to stay on that track to a positive body image, right? To the point where, like you were mentioning, like it almost feels boundless. You know what I mean? Like you don't know when you're ever going to get there. You don't, you don't see the light of the tunnel and all it takes is like a day or two or a bad week or even like an injury and it, you just like reset the whole thing, you know, both yeah. physically and mentally. You're just like, fuck. I agree with that. and you're just like perpetually back at square one. You know what I mean? Mentally and physically, yeah. maybe not both, but you feel like you're like 
back at square one all the time. You know what I mean? And so it's like, how do we, I guess like almost reward ourselves for like, dude, you did put this amount of work in, you know, you did lose this much weight. Your blood pressure did increase, or that increase, bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> improved. Did increase. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you know, your, your blood pressure did improve by this much or whatever else because perpetually being back at that square one is just so like damning. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're yeah. always going to be at the bottom of the barrel if you kind of see yourself in that light. Um, and I know that I'm sure a lot of our, I don't know if listeners is the right word, but like a lot of people in the world are always there too, right? To kind of respond to like what you were talking about and like in terms of like constantly going back to square one, like I've done that a lot, right? Like I've worked out, you know, hit, you know, gone like not hell strong, but like pretty strong. Um, and then injury. Yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, like COVID-19. And you can't go to the gym. Yeah, and then, co- you know, working out, and then COVID-19, right? Yeah. And then I went to the gym, like, maybe, like, a month ago, and I am weak. Yeah. yeah. Like, Feeling like, beyond weak, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know, like, it doesn't take long for me to actually build it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what COVID kind of taught me, or, was yeah. just, or actually, that's actually what, like, my first injury kind of taught me, mm-hmm. right? After I got injured, I took, like, maybe, like, a couple months off. Mm-hmm. And I could, like, barely squat a plate, right? And that's, like... And to me, it was, like, dude, that's kind of, like, pathetic. Yeah. Um, Oh, not saying that it's pathetic if you can't squat it, because, like, you know, strength-wise... But just to your standards. To my standards, um, it was, like, very defeating, right? Right, right. But then it didn't, you know, from the first time I started squatting to me getting to a plate, from, like, then... From injury to, like, recovery to building back up, it was a lot quicker. So it's, like, your body still knows, like that how to like build it up yeah but i think that that just kind of comes with it and i think that's like where i've kind of had to like change my mindset especially with covid right mm-hmm. and it's like i actually really do go to the gym i like going to the gym by myself just putting on some music putting on a podcast yeah. or you know anything just to like you know like this one hour time frame this is like my time yeah but yeah so i mean in terms of that like I don't think it's always starting back at one. Mm. And I always think that, you know, like for me at least, as I've gotten older, like it's been less about like, I'm going to try to like PR every week, yeah. right? Because like to me, it's like, mm. I'm, I'm not competing, right? right? Yeah, right. And honestly, I can kind of go on and on a lot for this, but to kind of answer your question, your initial question about like, you know, where, where, where how do I balance being okay with myself mm. versus like body image yeah. and trying to strive? I would say that, like, I, I hope I never get to a point where I'm, like, super, super happy with myself. I think mainly because, like, that kind of help, that kind of drives me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you thrive on negative reinforcement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't well, know. Yeah, like, once you're satisfied, you don't keep pushing yourself. Yeah, yeah so it's like, point. and I think it just kind of, you kind of have, like, body positivity is, like, very important. And I do believe that as I've gotten older, I've been, like, more body positive about myself. Like, I know that, I mean, I don't want to say never. But I would say, like, you know, it's very hard for me to, like, attain, like, to lose, like, a lot of body fat to attain, like, a six-pack or something like that. Right. But it kind of goes back to what Han said. It was, like, am I healthy? Like, as long as, I don't know, maybe the numbers on the charts, yeah. you know, like, as long as they make sense and I'm not, like, hitting some, like, upper bound of, like, you are at, like, risk of something. Yeah. Like, I think I'll be okay. Like, as long as, like, lifestyle-wise, like, I am healthy. And I think a lot of it just comes down to, like, I don't know. I don't want to say this, but like yin yang, right? Yeah. Like you know, like you know, I still like eating Popeyes, right? Sure, I still, sure. you know, yeah. but it's like balance. Yeah, it's a lot about balance and like moderation and stuff like that. Um, I'm not really good at that, to be honest. <laughs> but same. But yeah, I mean, like all in all, like I think that like that that strive to be better for me at least is will always be there, so I can like continually be push, a bit, push myself. But yeah. then at the same time, it's just like you know, what? Why am I working out? And it's like. <laughs> Not to have a six pack, but you know, be healthy. Yeah, and stuff like that. Or blow off steam. What's interesting is that just having this conversation with you guys has like made me think of two things. One is just like numbers and goals. What I mean by that is that numbers are tricky because I think one they should like both. There are things that are easily measured, like your pant size, the yeah. number on the scale, and your BMI. These are things that are like generally calculated, and they can be like super disheartening for many people like myself frankly right yeah uh, and then on the flip side of that i've talked about numbers in terms of like your internal health right yeah. blood pressure cholesterol stuff like that but that's not as easily available they don't mean as much because they don't really like show up on the outside it's not something you see every day so it's kind of tricky right balancing all of that same thing with like goals right i think 
most guys would be like, I want a six pack, which is like a very just like overall general goal. Mm-hmm. But like for me, what a big thing that helped me was like setting achievable goals, right? Like I hadn't up until the beginning of quarantine, uh, COVID, I couldn't, I could do maybe a pull up, a yeah. pull up. And so I was like, all right, I want to be able to do 10 pull ups in a row in like a couple months. Like that was really the goal for me. And then I was able to get to that. It wasn't like, oh, I want like a Christmas tree taper in my background. It was like, it was like, all right, I just, I've never been able to do this thing. I want to get to that point. And so like, I think that, and then being able to actually achieve it is like such a better rush than yeah. like, I want a six pack. And like, it obviously has been like a year, you know, me working out consistently. It's still not there for a reason because it's so hard to do. Right. Um, so I think setting achievable goals is definitely something that I would encourage listeners to do and help me a lot. Yeah. But I think, and so the, the kind of wrap up of all of this is that I'm realizing that the education around and the understanding of physical fitness and health in the U.S. is just not what it what it should be. Like we all took PE, right? I mean, I think, like as as much as you grow up, yeah. like to your point about like your body knows how to recover from injury, and it yeah. can if you do it slowly. Yeah. But I don't think that was something that was taught. I learned that through testing, experimentation, also being told at a doctor's office. But I, it wasn't something that we knew growing up. I don't think, right? And also just like how to balance like working out and rest days and any of that stuff. Just because again, we talked about this on, on the sort of work front but the idea of like just grinding right like i grind at the gym right i'm like i'm there two times a day like i'm doing two a days and stuff like that like, that's how you injure yourself that's how i injure myself yeah mm-hmm. um and so listening to your body is super important i don't do a very good job of that frankly but it just shows me that like again the lack of education on how to do all of this and how to learn what's healthy and and you know how to work out and how to have your body recover just isn't well taught yeah. Unless you're on like a sports team, which they like, I guess they teach you, but I would never on They hype each other up every day. Or yeah, or they <laughs> tell you like, how, you know, well, like how to balance all that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. just something that's interesting to me that stood out. Yeah. I don't know. I guess the last piece kind of I'll say on, which you guys actually already covered really well, is just that I prefaced my answer with saying that I don't think that negative body image will ever kind of go away from society. But it sounds like for us average people, you know, it's, it's less about triumphing it and less about getting to that end point and more just about like how to work through it, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have your shit days. You're going to have the days where you're not motivated. You're going to have the days where you have really good, you know, really good workout sessions. And it's always going to be about just kind of like working through it and checking in with yourself and kind of just getting to yourself, getting yourself to a place that was better than, you know, yesterday or last week. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, even if it's not to this gold standard, you know, for yeah. sure. Really, I know it's pretty heavy, but just I know something funnier. What would be like your ideal body type in terms of like, like an actor and or like I don't know. Do you want to be like The Rock, or are you trying to be like you know what I mean? I'm yeah. curious, like what is your ideal body type if you were to like compare it to a celebrity? Actually, that's pretty. It's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that yeah. because you mentioned like Zac Efron earlier, and yeah. I don't mean to like that high like solid yeah standard. Yeah, and when I say solid, I mean like physically like yeah. solid, but more because like, do you remember what he looked like in High School Musical? Yeah, like, he was really scrawny, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. I remember like once he started like building that muscle mass and getting into these like more broish yeah. roles, I, I kind of looked into like how he did that. And in an interview, he essentially was saying like, yeah, it's like it was really hard for me to get to that point because I had to like constantly like eat yeah. and work out, and if I like missed a certain amount of time, I'd lose it like really immediately. And I have the, like a very similar. I guess problem uh-huh. where it's like like in uh, pre COVID, yeah. I was like in the best shape of my life, and I was, I was really seeing results, and I was going to the gym all the time. But like after just like a little while, maybe like a couple weeks, I started to like shrink back down to where I was, yeah. and so it's like I wouldn't say like Zac Efron is like exact body is is what I want, but like just the transformation that he made from like skinny to like more built is what I would be talking. Oh, interesting. Hmm. What would be my goal? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of off the cuff. So yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like, like to be honest, like the way I've always seen like working out was like, what is, what is the end goal? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I think that ch- kind of changed. Like after I got injured, was like, I don't have to hit the PR and mm-hmm. be like hella strong. Cause like, like to be honest, like I, I used to like look at like bodybuilders and yeah. stuff like that. And I used to not like idolize them, but it was like, I used to be like, damn, like these guys like look good. Yeah. But I mean, I knew that I would never reach that body type mainly yeah. because it's like, when they're in like when they're competing and stuff like that it it's like crazy yeah. like like the amount of stress their body is put through mm-hmm. like i just don't want to you know i'm not yeah. competing for that so right. i mean i guess i don't know you like 18 percent body fat or yes. like mm-hmm. down maybe, the numbers like yeah like, exactly like, down metrics. Or, yeah like i don't know like, maybe like around there yeah I used to have really simple goals. I used to be like, I want, I don't want my thighs to touch when I walk. 
And I, I, don't, I, want my belly, I don't want my belly to shake when I brush my teeth. Could you not? Those were like my goals for like a long time. That's funny. Uh, and I finally got to that point. But like, yeah, going back to the question I have is like, which celebrity? I don't know. It's it's funny, right? Uh, I used to think like I wanted to be like huge. Like for a while, like Andre Godala was like, like, oh, yeah. like bowling ball shoulders. Yeah. Like, it was like, he looks, <laughs> he looks huge. Yeah, he does. And I was like, like I would want to look like that. But I think the, I think after having gone into calisthenics and like realizing that like more of like, like a slim cut sort of like look is what you'd want to go for or what I want to go for. Um, I don't know. Like Ryan Reynolds is a good example probably. And like, yeah. Anyway, so that I asked. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> that boy funny. All right, guys. Thanks for all of your honesty. I appreciate that you guys were open with me and with our listeners. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed that time because now we're going to move into the rapid fire. Let's get it. Question number one. Working out in the morning or working out after work? In the morning. For sure. Like what do I want or what do I actually do? <laughs> I guess if, if, in a perfect world. Probably like working out in the morning. Yeah, I would say morning too. Yeah, yeah. Actually. I've done it like once or twice and I was like, this is hell and nice. I don't have to worry about it after work. Go home, play video games. <laughs> uh, all right, question two. Which would you say has a bigger impact on your sleep? Paraphernalia or habits? Paraphernalia being like pillows, <laughs> clothes, uh, um, sheets, or whatever, like humidifier, stuff like that. Uh, oh, my God. I, I guess for me, it's, I guess paraphernalia. Because like, it's a lot easier for me to sleep if like everything is like hella soft. Uh-huh. Like I don't really have like habits to go to bed yeah you know it's just I, yeah. autopilot perfectly for sure like remember in that travel episode i was like i gotta have my like my eye mask my face mask my <laughs> neck pillow like that's a huge component yeah. so even when like for me like i literally bought a tempur cooling mattress because i hate feeling hot uh i have a air like an air purifier because I, I have allergies yeah like it's a whole thing man. yeah like so definitely perfectly for me i would say habits i need family guy to fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> oh do you, okay do you fall asleep uh watching tv or do you have to do you have, to have silence i prefer watching tv to fall asleep yeah. and set it on a 15 minute or 30 minute timer sleep, sleep timer but my girlfriend loves like absolute silence mm. like, that's a lot that's the same thing for me i mean like i you like noise? i mean I'm, I'm okay with like noise but then all right so bad one time i tried putting on like Star Wars Commodores. Nice. And I put on like volume one uh-huh. and I couldn't fall asleep because all I can hear is like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay, so. <laughs> so then I got up, changed it to like some whale documentary. And I was like, <laughs> the best thing to fall asleep. So I don't, I, I need silence too. And I hate having the TV on, but the best thing to fall asleep too is planet earth. Cause David, oh, like yeah. Sir David Attenborough's voice. Yeah. Just put you right to bed. Yeah. It's great. I bet. All right. Question three. What puts you in the right headspace more during meditation, environment or time of day? Uh, I would say environment. Um, I would say like a, maybe it's not just me, but I'm easily distracted, right? If, if there's like if there's a lot of noise or things are happening, or you know, if I feel like people are looking at me or whatever, like you know, you know, if I'm, I can't just like meditate at the office of my desk. Like right. I feel like doing it in a quiet place, regardless of time of day. Yeah, for me, it's probably environment. Not the same as like Han, because like I've definitely tried doing it on the bus on my way mm-hmm. to work, mm-hmm. and that didn't work. But, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I've definitely like done it like in like a quiet room. I've done it like, mm-hmm. you know, like at the beach. You know, like I, I think it just depends. Like, to me, like time of day is like a real like non-factor. Mm-hmm. Because like I kind of, I would do it when I need it. Which is like not the right way to. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, it would be like the environment for me. Yeah, I think personally, I would say environment as well. Mm-hmm. I need like a really clean. Like, there's, I have the best meditation sessions after I have like just cleaned my space uh-huh. and like everything is where it should be, kind of thing, and yeah. then I can kind of like relax and not worry yeah. about it, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is one body part on your body that you wish you could change? Ooh. Where do I start? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it was like one thing. I guess like my waist. That was one thing that's always like bothered me. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, what, how so? What do you mean? Like, you don't have to answer. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's always, I've always had like, I don't know. One time one of my c- classmates said it and I couldn't get it stuck, unstuck out of my head. Not at me. Yeah. yeah. But it was like to somebody, like to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, they just had like, they had like a tire around their waist. Obviously they don't have like a tire around their waist, yeah, but it was, it was like the the image of like having like yeah like like love handles and like yeah like love like handles yeah, and stuff yeah. like that and like you Ooh, know that's a good one yeah yeah and I, oh, dude that's actually a really good point I definitely felt that way I've definitely been that way too yeah um, 
like because it's like I know you, you probably have never had this issue, but like <laughs> when you sit down it just like it folds over and like cuts yeah. in your jeans mm-hmm. like that like, mm-hmm. it's just so uncomfortable and it makes you so aware yeah. of it being there too mm-hmm. I've definitely cut mine down but it's, it's definitely still there uh, my my gut answer was uh, my legs in the sense that I wish they were more proportional and longer uh, I have a longer torso than I do legs mm. um, I think just proportional so I don't look like long legs so I, I look like like almost like like smushed together I don't know it's hard to explain but I, maybe I was like super self-critical but like your legs are shorter than it feels like my body like, yeah like my like my torso feels like it takes up more percentage of my height than my legs do you would have been a good Olympic lifter yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably a better center of gravity but, um, I just I feel like it makes me look weird in like photos and, and just overall like proportion wise yeah I get it for me it's my back I feel like I have a problem with slouching mm-hmm. um, so I kind of just want a stronger back it's and funny literally just <laughs> slouching being Doug will slouch <laughs> but also like bro you remember in like 300 uh-huh. When Leonidas opens the like the double doors with both hands on both doors, I was like, oh my god, look at that back. <laughs> lit. Alright, last question. Michael B. Jordan or Chris Hemsworth? This one's actually really hard. I don't know why this is the hardest rapid fire question I've had to answer. Because I have like a huge man crush on Chris Hemsworth. Mostly because of his portrayal in Thor. And also those arms could lift up the world. Uh, <laughs> but it's also Michael B. Jordan. He's, he's, he's Bro, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, my, straight up, my, my, answer, my answer is Michael B. Jordan. And watching him work out in Creed, I was like, oh my I know. fucking God. This guy's a man. I'm still going to say Chris Hemsworth because I guess I'm loyal. <laughs> yeah, probably Chris Hemsworth. That would be really hard. I haven't him. seen Creed, though. You haven't seen Creed? Uh, I haven't, okay, so I haven't seen it in, in its entirety, but Han was watching it on the plane one time, and I was just watching, like, a workout montage. I was like, that is a man right there. That is... <laughs> Before we wrap the episode, I just want to really say, if you're listening to this episode, just know that uh, if you have insecurities about your body, just know that everybody does. Um, and I know that doesn't necessarily change what's going on with you, but the best advice I ever gave, what got, at least, when I was going through all that is learn to love yourself, Take care of yourself for sure, um, you know, and do what you need to do, but love yourself first. I think the understanding that everyone has a goal and, and is trying to get to a certain place um, means we're all kind of in a shared struggle. So don't hate on yourself. Don't be down on yourself. And, and I hope you take this as a sign to, to give yourself some love. Yeah, absolutely, on absolutely. And I think that segues perfectly into like our overarching theme in these, in these three episodes, which is just checking in with yourself, right? Like at the very end of the day, you know, like you're alive, you're breathing, you're winning. You have the opportunity to make tomorrow better. Um, and so, you know, don't put too much negativity. No, don't put too much of that, you know, negative pressure on yourself. Just try and be a little bit better. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I don't have anything left to say. So I will see you next week. See you. Take care, see guys. Ya. Reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at 3AD Podcast. We know how precious time is these days, so we want to thank you for spending some of your time with us. As you go on into tomorrow, go on unapologetically, go on as a positive force, and most importantly, go on with your bad self.